Hi, everyone. Welcome to the sixth episode of Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. I am your host, Dr. Saran Nataki. Thank you for joining. Welcome to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. This podcast will address issues ranging from what is a phenomenal woman? Are you enough? Community service, paying it forward, the manifestation of dreams with words and action, the power in being a woman, the men who support phenomenal women, fashion, and much more. Stay tuned. Okay, welcome back to Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. So if you haven't had an opportunity, please go back and listen to episodes one, two, three, four, and five. Uh, Last week, uh, I talked about uh, the natural hair journey and the perception of uh, natural hair trending. Uh, you know, please go back and check that out. There's some really interesting information and my thoughts on, on what I think about that. And um, today I have the pleasure of entertaining Mrs. Sharon Reed. Uh, she is a beautiful woman, um, has lived here in Orange County for um, 41 years. Uh, married for 36 years, mother of three, has also uh, worked as a flight attendant for 32 years, and she brings with her a wealth of uh, information about uh, balancing career, family, uh, and the challenges that come along with raising children while still maintaining and nurturing her marriage. So welcome, Sharon. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And so um, I'm going to start off with the very first question that I ask all of my guests, mm. which is, uh, for you, what is a phenomenal woman? Hmm. I think a phenomenal woman is someone who is first comfortable in their own skin, comfortable with uh, their shortcomings and their strengths, but recognizing that they were created uniquely by God and for a purpose. Wonderful. Yeah, so just um, being authentic. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's a common theme here on this show, <laughs> authenticity. And so uh, if you reflect back on your own life, who mm. are the phenomenal women that you recall that served, uh, that provided that example of uh, being a woman? Right. Well, first off, I'd have to start off with my mom. She was a homemaker. Uh, this During the early 60s, she was also uh, someone who took in laundry. We grew up on the south side of Chicago, so she would often do laundry for the people that were better off, I guess, more wealthy. And But at the same time, she was always at home there for us after school if we needed help with homework. or She always made breakfast first thing in the morning, and she always made sure we had a good dinner at night and was there for us whenever we needed her. That was her main thing, I think, was just to be there for us, raising her kids. Oh, that's awesome. I know... um, you know, as we've uh, progressed as women, mm-hmm. um, we also, we sometimes lose sight of the value in being able to provide that. So that's amazing that you had that example and uh, and had someone really providing that nurturing and, and that day-to-day care. Um, so that is awesome. Um, the other question that I have for you is, uh, what has been your greatest challenge mm-hmm. uh, thus far uh, in in all of your experiences, I mean, you have so many, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But what, what would you say has been your greatest challenge and how did you overcome it? I think my greatest challenge has just basically been to celebrate where I'm at. 
even in difficulties, uh, it seems like there's been a purpose for them, and I've learned to grow out of those purposes or to find out what was I supposed to get, what lesson I was supposed to get out of each situation. And so when difficulties come, instead of being overwhelmed by them, I've started to stop and think, okay, what's the lesson that I'm supposed to receive in this? And then trying to do whatever I'm supposed to do while in the situation mm-hmm. and still maintain and grow. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult. It and, is. <laughs> and, and being able to identify that for yourself and really be able to adhere to that right. is, uh, is really awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and it is a challenge. It is. Uh, especially, you know, because we tend to want to retreat and yes. uh, we start to feel... Um, uh, have a little bit of a pity party. Oh, in the absolutely, midst of it. absolutely. Uh, but then being able to pull on that strength is right. uh, awesome. So, uh, so I, I just want to share a little bit with the listeners how I I met you. Okay. And so I myself was I was moving to Orange County and I was looking for I was kind of canvassing neighborhoods and and trying to figure out where I wanted to live and I saw your sister <laughs> walking right. down the street. And, and she just seemed friendly enough, so I pulled over and I started chatting with her. And um, and she was telling me about the area. Mm-hmm. And then she asked me, "Do you have a church home?" And I said, "Well, no, I'm just you know I'm just going to be moving to the area." So she invited me uh, to to the church, mm-hmm. and that's when I met all of you. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've always observed you uh, in church and. Um, from afar. And here in Orange County, um, being African American, um, the social network is kind of tight. So um, just based upon some other memberships to other organizations and things that our our children have also participated in, Mm -hmm. I've seen you in those environments as well. And the thing that stood out to me um, in my observation of you is that you always seem to be so proud of your family. Mm very proud of your family mm-hmm. um, and, and not necessarily with anything that you said it was just your presence and your your disposition when you're with your kids mm-hmm. uh, the tenderness that I've seen you display with them and your interactions with them and um, and even with your husband he's always uh, you know very um, he's very friendly um, and and respectful and just as a family I've always admired you as a unit thank you and so um, one and one particular instance that stood out for me um, was when we were attending an event mm-hmm. and um, our kids were younger uh, and uh, your daughter, she was a teenager at the time, right. a beautiful, such a beautiful girl. And I noticed that her belly was a little round mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. I, um, and, and so, uh, you know, I, I think you noticed me noticed. Right. And you said, yeah, we're having a baby. Right. And it was so matter of fact, and, I, and I, I never really got a chance to tell you, but I admired how um, you you didn't shame, no, no. you didn't shame her. Right. It was a thing that you guys were dealing with as a family. Absolutely. And now fast forward, she is flourishing, yes. married with mm-hmm. three babies right. and just a, a beautiful family. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that has a lot to do with um, the foundation and the support you provided her. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to ask you, one of the things that I wanted to explore with you is mm-hmm. um, how did you, when you were faced with that mm-hmm. and, and 
albeit a blessing, right. it is a <clears throat> challenge. Huge. <laughs> uh, it, at, you know, when you're dealing with your young baby and she's mm-hmm. going to be a mommy right. and, um, and all that comes with that and the level of responsibility and whatnot. Mm-hmm. How did you manage that? And how did you come to a place where you were able to, you know, be in the moment and right. be proud and still be able to support her openly? Right. Well, I think uh, my initial response was tears. Um, I was overwhelmed. Just for the fact that, you know, she was 17 years old, just graduated from high school. And we had these visions of her going off to college and just doing these wonderful things. And all of a sudden, she's now going to be a mom. And I knew what challenges I had to face when I became a mom. And I was 30 when I first became a mom. So it was a different world for me. And I had been married for eight years when I first became a mom. But here she was, this young child who had to deal with this. But we knew that there were going to be different people putting seeds of, uh, I don't know, depression or just with a different outlook. And we wanted her to experience it in a positive environment. So after my husband and I talked about it, uh, we went into her room. She was no longer a little girl, so we completely redid her room. and changed it into an adult's room with an adult's bed and all this great Mm -hmm. stuff. And we just slowly but surely started to minister to her. And we ministered to her by painting her room bright yellow. We knew that there were going to be some sad moments for her. Hmm. And we put bright white borders on it. And we gave her our original bed, which was a white white rod iron and brass bed. We put that in her room. And by us dealing with it that way, by physically doing something for her, it helped us deal with some of our own personal hurts in it. My husband was also involved in the ministry at this time. So, of course, everybody was watching at us, seeing how we would respond Mm -hmm. to this. And it's almost as if God said, love her through it. And so that's what we did. We loved her through it. And other people came alongside, and they joined in. And then there were those that were naysayers and kind of pushed her aside. But it didn't even matter. We just figured they had some growing up to do. Mm-hmm. And so as a family, I remember my son, the youngest, was 13 at the time. And he looked at us at one point. He said, Mommy, I think we're loving each other more. I'm like, what do you mean, Joshua? He said, this thing with Allie is hard, but what I'm seeing is more and more love. We're surrounding one another. And I think as moms, that's what we have a tendency to do. We circle the wagons around our kids. And that's basically what we did with Allie. And we were so blessed with the baby. My husband, we laugh and talk. And and though it was a difficult time going through that period, he said that he could not imagine his world without his grandbaby. Mm. So God has a way of just balancing it all out and making us a blessing. So for us, it was a good thing. That's awesome. I mean, especially um, with what I'm hearing you say about understanding that there would be potentially seeds of depression. Absolutely. And and heading them off by um, already providing an environment that would help take her out of that. Absolutely. That is, the, I mean, to have that insight is really incredible uh and, and and also still be dealing with your emotional oh, personal yeah. uh you know pull right. with the situation right. and, and whatnot um so 
You, you said, you mentioned also about um, the naysayers. Yes. I think that a, a lot of time when we are dealing with our own personal challenges mm-hmm. and um, just life in general, there's always going to be, you can depend on them. Absolutely. <laughs> you can always depend on them more than the uh, than them on the other side sometimes, right. those that are supporters. Um, but they're going to be there. Absolutely. And, um, and so... Is there um, anything that you would recommend for someone who might be facing a challenge, maybe like this one, mm-hmm. or any challenge where um, the naysayers appear, mm-hmm. and just really being able to um, deflect um, that energy? Because what I'm hearing you say is that you and your husband teamed up and basically deflected any Absolutely. negativity that was going to be coming um, your way right. and towards your daughter right. and your grandchild, and so you know how how would you say you would you would recommend someone to rally that type of positive uh, energy? You know, well for us it was I think it was fairly easy for us merely because we were in the Word, we were in our Bible, and there's so much in there that I guess they're weapons in a way that you can use against mm-hmm. the enemy because basically mm-hmm. you're dealing with an enemy. Anyone right. who wants to spill poison or hatred or anything your way that's an enemy Mm -hmm. and see God is love and so he basically his word teaches us how to go through those difficulties he says in Jeremiah 29 that uh, I know the thoughts that I have towards you for good and not for evil to give you a future and a hope when you hear things about that from the creator it helps you to walk in light, I guess, or to walk in his goodness and to walk in his mercy. And then you're, and you know that you have an enemy, but you keep them at bay with the word. And so that's what's always worked for us, you know. So we stand on the word, I guess, basically. So for those that believe in him, there's hope. And for those that don't, there's still hope. Uh, he wants to have a relationship with all of us, mm-hmm. you know. So... You know, I guess it's just something you have to choose to tap into. So that's your armor. That's my armor. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's consistent, right? So Absolutely. Doesn't fail. Exactly. So, um, in so in in that uh, rallying that you did between you and your husband, and right. you have um, you have your toolbox yeah. and um, your your tools that you have utilized um, from the word. Yeah. And um, did you experience any pull on your marriage when you Huge. were really, uh, you know, trying to support your daughter at the same time? Initially, uh, the thought came to mind, can my marriage survive this? Hmm. See, it's different when you're dealing with two adults, my husband and myself, and we're dealing with our own stuff. But then when my husband found out that she was pregnant, he was upset with her. And he was upset with me because I was the mother. There were things I was supposed to do to take care of all of this. And so it was really difficult. But I think as he watched me deal with my daughter, he decided to come alongside. And that's when his healing took place. Mm-hmm. You know. So, But yeah, it was definitely a difficult yeah. time. Yeah, so when you're... Um I know just from my own experience, when you are um, going through a circumstance that is difficult, 
and um, each of you is going through it together, right. but also separately. separately. Absolutely. And maybe sometimes one of you, and we'll say you at this point, because that's uh, what we're talking about is the right. situation. Right. Um, you were maybe a little further along right. in how you were, you had accepted it. Absolutely. And um, you were just, you know, you put, as moms, I think that is kind of in us to do, like right. you put your child first. Like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm going to. I'll deal with myself, but right. I have to be here. I have to Protect demonstrate mm-hmm. for her that it's going to be okay. I have to right. give her this confidence. Right. And so, um, so your husband had to catch up. He did, you know, but, but I prayed during that time and God took care of the rest, mm-hmm. you know, but I also had to remember that he was watching me. So I couldn't really have a, a moment in front of him anyway. I see. I still had my moments, but mm-hmm. they were in private, and they yeah. were between me and God. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I presented myself to him, I was stronger. Mm-hmm. It's like he almost gave me all that I needed in order to help encourage my husband in going through this also. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. You know, because I think that when you know we're dealing with um, those kinds of situations and um, what I'm hearing you say is you were dealing with it privately, absolutely. But um, but you you weren't you didn't say I was dealing with it by myself. No, never alone. And that is that's very powerful, Sharon, because so many times um, you feel alone, but it doesn't sound like you ever felt alone no. because of your relationship with absolutely. God, right? So absolutely. you because you because of the relationship you have, even if your husband or whomever is not able to be with you and support in that moment, you still have the father. I still trust right? him. So Absolutely. You, still, you still have him. Right. So you are, so you have your strength in him. Yeah, it's grounded in him. Yeah. That's, that's really, that, yeah. wow. I mean, like I, I told you I'm a crier, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. But that is really powerful to me mm. uh, because uh, just in my own life, you know, I've had moments where I have felt alone, um, in those moments, yeah. and I think we forget yeah. that we're not. We're not. He, he promised he'd never leave us or forsake yeah, that's us. That's amazing. So, um, and so anyhow, when you're so you're you're in communion with God, yeah. Um, and he's 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 uh, fortifying you, absolutely, and, and keeping you. Um, he's keeping you <laughs> while you're working through it, and, right. and providing um, a foundation for you to support and uh, demonstrate for your daughter what being a woman looks like. Yes. Uh, and, and your husband is going through his own transition to, right. to uh, really get to the place where he can accept with you. Absolutely. Um, and would you say, so did that process happen before you started painting the room and whatnot, or was it through that period it of was, time? For him, it happened during the time that we started taking the room apart. Okay. We started painting. All of a sudden, it just seems like a weight was lifted from him. Mm. you know, as he started to do these things for him, for her. Mm-hmm. And I started to notice that he became, I don't know, a little bit lighter, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, in the relationship with her. And he was able to sit and talk with her. And he was able to love on her. Mm-hmm. But that had to take place for him. Wow. I guess men are more physical, so they have to be yeah. doing something. So this was perfect. And, and by no means did I just have this brainstorm or anything. It just... I don't know. Mm. It just seemed natural. Mm. I'm going to go out and get me some paint. <laughs> <laughs> get some paint, some brushes, oh, okay. and some hammers, and some nails. 
no, I, I, I get it. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so I'm going to shift gears just a okay. little bit. Thank you so that's much fine. for being transparent no with that. Problem. Um, so you, you've been working as a flight attendant for 32 years, right? right? Mm-hmm. And, um, your oldest child is 29, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And you've been married for 36 years. Right. So, so these things, these three parts of you have been a constant yes pretty much right so you've been balancing your career with your marriage and with your kids and your relationship with God because that takes work just like a marriage it takes work because it's it takes work to be to exercise Mm -hmm. your faith Mm -hmm. and be in communion with God to really put the time aside because it's it's a discipline yes it is right because I mean I mean I'll be honest with you they're times when I've fallen off and I don't take the time out on the daily to really have um, dedicated communication with him. Like, you know, it might be throughout the day or whatnot, but like dedicated time where, okay, this is our time. We're going to, we're going to chat. Let's, let's tune in, you know? Um, And so as a a wife, a mother um, and, and balancing a career, what would you say, um, what advice would you give other women who are in that position, who are mm-hmm. frustrated, mm-hmm. Um, feeling that they're not doing it good enough? You know, just falling, feeling that they're falling short, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, they're pulled by their career mm-hmm. and, um, you know, something like this might come up or any other challenge might come up and mm-hmm. just really trying to uh, be present for your family, right. but still be able to perform in your career and give that what it needs. Right. Well, you know, we're not perfect beings. And so we, we can't necessarily do everything at 100%. Something's going you know, to lose a little bit over here or a little bit over there. But I think it's important that you make first things first. Uh, for me, sometimes I'm waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I'm spending time in my word. And it could be a devotional that's maybe 15 minutes. But... It always seems like it gives me just enough. I'm starting the day talking with the Father. And therefore, I'm starting off with a good foot. Okay. And so it makes it a little bit easier. I'm not so much concerned about uh, the other things. They all just kind of fall in place, I guess. But then there are times when I don't get up and at that time. And then I find myself dragging. And I'll look back and say, okay, what's wrong with this day? And then... I'll have one of those aha moments and mm-hmm. I'll go back, okay, Lord, I haven't spent time with you. Yeah. And then so I have to separate myself and I do that. But, you know, we're not going to do everything perfectly. We weren't meant to. And we have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, we just do the best we can. We go through the day. We drop some balls along the way. Yeah. You know, we hit some home runs and that's great. But it's all right. It's okay. You know, it's not meant to be perfect. Yeah. So you give yourself permission oh, to, to blow to, it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And it's all right. Yeah. You know, so. that's really good advice. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, when I was in the midst of um, having to, I, I have a, I have a career, <laughs> but um, I, I manage it differently now. Um, I made some shifts um, mm-hmm. along the way, just based on some other things that were going on. Just trying to be, um, being sandwiched between being um, a wife and a mom Mm -hmm. and a daughter Uh, you know my parents uh, were very sick and and whatnot so I had some some decisions that I had to make right and so um, even now I I find 
it challenging to stay balanced. But more so back then um, when I was having to, you know, um, manage that career path. And um, I certainly had plenty of times where I questioned whether I was doing it right. You know, it was like, oh, I'm killing it at work. Okay. Okay, but, oh, um, gosh, I wish I could be over here with the kids, Mm -hmm. you know. Or, oh, you know... Um, this is amazing. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving work to go and attend the event at school because that's my number one priority. Right. You know, I'm trying to be there, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm not fully present because I'm thinking when I get back there, I'm going to have to deal with this call. I got to get on this meeting. Right. You know, and I'm already thinking about planning ahead about right. what's ahead of me. Right. So in the moment, You're I'm not, not in that really moment. in the moment. Yeah. So it's like I'm, I'm never, I never felt quite. anywhere um, Mm -hmm. because I was always kind of somewhere else (laughs) dealing with the other things. Shuffling all the other things. Yeah, so um, I think giving yourself uh, permission to not be perfect is excellent advice. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's really wonderful. Um, Okay, so I, um, you know... When I think of a flight attendant, mm. I am—I uh, mean, it's just like this glamorous career, and um, you know, all everyone is beautiful, and you, she certainly fits the bill. Like oh she's goodness. like beautiful, tall, and, <laughs> and and beautiful, has beautiful skin, and you know, beautiful hair, and perfect. <laughs> and, and so, um, so, but yeah, that image is you know like this this really. Um, chic woman who's traveling the world and oh it's goodness. so exciting and so is it that way <laughs> okay it is not that way for me <laughs> you know I it's funny I see myself on the plane and I'm doing my job but I find that um it's more of a job of servitude you know uh I don't see the glamour behind it mm-hmm. um I find myself helping people. Sometimes I'm helping a 300-pound, six-foot-three guy who's afraid of flying, mm. and I may be sitting beside him, just talking to him, or I might be helping some little old lady who's going to bury her daughter, you know. And so we'll have those moments, or having a conversation with a, a, a an Orthodox Jewish man, and and he's breaking up his orange to share it with me, and we're and sharing food for them is a huge thing, and and so there's a I'm having relationships basically on the plane with these different people. It, part of it is the fact that I'm serving them, but I also care about them, you know. Oh. So for me, it's different. It's not glamorous at all to me. I mean, I love being on the layover. But when I'm on the plane, I feel that's where I'm doing my best work. You know, wow. you know so it's, it's different for me. That is super, like, I hope everybody's listening. <laughs> that is a, a, a huge nugget. That is, like, awesome information because what I'm hearing you say is that um, you have this career, yeah. but we're always taught that anything you do anything you do in anything you do yeah. it should be in service to the lord yeah. right yeah and Absolutely. so um you think of a flight attendant so the way that i described it right, right. you know this oh it's just so glamorous mm-hmm. and you know you're just this jet setter and you're going from country to country and you know exotic and you're like no 
No, I'm there in ministry. I'm there in service. Absolutely. You know, I'm always in service. Absolutely. And that is all. That's, I, I never even thought about, mm-hmm. you know, what role a flight attendant would have for someone going to bury their daughter. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Of course they would need that, especially, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll share with you, um, my neighbor uh, went on vacation and um, they were getting ready to start their family and, and I always think about this kind of thing um, so so now there's a connection here she, she, they were going to start their family and um, he they went to I think Bali mm-hmm. and he drowned mm-hmm. he drowned and she had to come home alone herself. so how important it would be to have someone who, who is who cared who cared and understood what to say right how to minister to her right. wow yeah that's yeah. awesome Sharon yeah I've had some interesting relationships along the way and and so it's been really I don't know there have been some pretty powerful things like uh even sharing something I had a young man who was leaving his family and he was getting ready to go to Afghanistan he was in the military and um I used to be the room mom, and so one of my teachers gave me this little angel, little silver angel. It was like a coin, and so I gave him that to use and just to keep with him. And so it's like, I don't know, it's different. It's different. It's definitely service. Mm-hmm. So, but, and I love that part of it, being off the plane, traveling, and, and, and going through the city. That's all fun and all. That's great. But um, being on the plane is when I jo- enjoy it the most. Wow. And it's not work then. Yeah, so it's not work. No. You you actually are enjoying. Oh, absolutely. That's why I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like just... And I, I think that's so important. Like, yeah. it, when you begin to feel like it's just movement. Right. You know, you're counting widgets for dollars. Right. Um, it's no longer it's serving you. Or, <laughs> right. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I totally agree with that. So if you're able to do something that really makes you feel... That fortifies you... You're able to also be of service, mm-hmm. and um, you're you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> that that's right. that's just like that. You have that's a win-win situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, I thank you so much for uh, joining me today and and participating in this interview. Thank you. I um, I feel so blessed because, um, like I said, I have always uh, seen you. I've known you for years. But um, I've gotten to know so much more about you today. Um, and I just learned that you were a flight attendant like maybe a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? And so, um, so now I have a different appreciation for uh, even your role, like, you know, being on the plane and right. being in need. And, um, and that would be the person that would, you know, God willing, yeah. um, if, if I were ever in a situation where I needed support on a flight. Um, I would pray to have someone who was, Thank you. you know, like you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank Enjoy. you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. I believe that every woman gifts the universe with her own strengths and unique characteristics. Simply because she is born, the universe benefits. Every woman is growing, learning, and evolving. On this channel, only positive seeds are sown, no matter how flawed the soil. Take care and have a phenomenal Wednesday.